We all would like to think that we know where we are going and how to get there. But at every stage in life, we need divine direction. God has promised to guide us if we simply follow. The fifth and final section of Psalms are referred to as Deuteronomy Psalms because they remind us to keep returning to the truth of God's Word. Join us as we study them with Scott Pauley today. God has always designed it so that what brings Him the greatest glory also brings us the greatest good. From the very beginning, the Lord desired to be lifted up and magnified and at the same time to bless us. Psalm 112 reveals that truth about God's relationship with man. Listen to the beginning of it. Verse 1, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in His commandments. Do you hear it? Praise goes to the Lord, blessing goes to the man. Uh, look, the, the credit for any good thing in our lives must go to God alone. We're all sinners. And yet we understand that as God is exalted, as God is praised and lifted up, it is evidence that the blessing of the Lord rests upon that man's life. Psalm 112 is a twin psalm with the preceding psalm. Psalm 111 that we've just studied recently and Psalm 112 are both 10 verses long. And if you read them and compare them side by side, you see a number of parallel statements. In fact, even in their format, uh, they parallel one another. I said they're both 10 verses long, but what you may not know is that in the language of the psalmist day, the Hebrew language, these were what has been referred to as alphabetic psalms. I mean by that, that each clause in each of these psalms began with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet, like an acrostic. When we come to Psalm 119 shortly, we'll see that uh, in an in a even more elaborate form. But here in Psalm 111 and Psalm 112, it is as if the psalmist is just going from A to Z, or from beginning to end, thinking about how great God is and how good the life is that is given to God. Psalm 112 the psalm for today really is a psalm that brings our attention to the life of the man who has God in his rightful place. It is a blessed life. Did you hear it? Blessed is the man. Remember, that's how the book of Psalms began. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Psalm 112 just continues that theme. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Now this psalm is rich. First of all, he gives to us a commentary or a description of this blessed man. What does God say about him? Well, first he says that he fears the Lord. Isn't it beautiful that God connects blessing to fear and to the right kind of fear? Not the fear of man, not the fear of trouble, uh, but the fear of the Lord. That's the great fear. That is awe and worship of God. That is having God in His rightful place. And when you fear the Lord, you can be sure you'll have the blessing of the Lord. In this commentary, he says not only does he fear the Lord, but he delights greatly in His commandments. He not only shows us who he fears, he shows us what he loves. And these things are connected. This, 
this righteous fear and this holy love because when you fear God, you love what God loves and you hate what God hates. The Bible says in verse number 2, His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. So now in his commentary on this blessed man, he goes deep into the heart of the man. He goes to his character. He goes to his nature. And the Bible says that he's gracious, he's full of compassion, and he's righteous. Now, if you compare this with the previous psalm, in Psalm 111, those same three things are given as a description of God. Now in Psalm 112, they're used to describe God's servant. Do you see it? This blessed man is a man who has grown so close to the Lord that now the Lord's nature is beginning to be developed in him. Is that true of your life? Do people see God's grace in you, God's compassion and love in you, God's righteousness in your life? Do people see God in you? He goes on in verse 5 to say, A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. So in this commentary, he says not only is he rightly related to God, he's rightly related to others. He's willing to help the poor and the needy. And he does it not indiscriminately. He guides his affairs with discretion. There's a wisdom about him. In verse 6, Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed trusting in the Lord. And perhaps this is one of the great verses of the psalm that we need to memorize. Psalm 112, verse 7. Listen to it again. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. When the news gets bad, when things are tough, he doesn't have to be afraid. Why? His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. What a commentary on this blessed man. His heart is fixed. There's an anchor in his life that keeps him from drifting and being blown about when the storm comes. What is that anchor? It is faith in God, trusting in the Lord. If you don't want to live by fear, then you must live by faith. Would you like to have a fixed heart in a turbulent world? Then put your faith in God. The Bible says again in verse 8, His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. And so God tells us a second thing about this blessed man. He not only gives us a commentary on what his life and heart look like, but then he shows us the comfort that God gives to this man. In verse 2, one of his great comforts is that his children will be blessed. In verse 3, God cares for his material needs. Isn't that beautiful? In verse 4, when dark times come, God sends light in the midst of the darkness. It doesn't mean that God's people never face dark days. It means that in the dark days, God gives light. It says in verse 6 and in verse 7 and in verse 8 that he will not be moved, that his life will not be tossed to and fro, that he'll be stable. You know, in a world that is constantly shifting and changing, and times that seem very uncertain, wouldn't it be nice to have a life that is so rooted in God, so fixed in God, so founded on God, that it's stable? Do you know anybody like that? That you know they're not going to change, and the reason they're not going to change is not because they're stubborn, it is because they are connected to the God who never changes. And then he closes the psalm, not with a commentary, not with the comfort, but with a contrast. The psalm ends in verse 10 with these words, The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. 
the desire of the wicked shall perish. Do you see the contrast? There's a contrast between the blessed man and the wicked man. And the contrast is this. The blessed man, he's going to endure. He's not going to be moved. Uh, he is established. You see all these words given throughout Psalm 112. Uh, he, he goes on forever. Uh, but the wicked, what does he do? He melts away. He perishes. Reminds me a lot of the New Testament verse uh, that says that uh, those who follow after the world will pass away, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So I wonder, how would you like to be remembered? How would you like to be known uh, by God, by others? How would you like to be characterized as a blessed man or a wicked man? I don't know about you. Let me testify a moment. I want the blessing of the Lord. I want to receive all that God has for me, and I want to give back to Him all of the praise that He is worthy of. I want to be the man who is not afraid of evil tidings because his heart is fixed. He's trusting in the Lord. Would you pray today that God would make you that person? Don't pray first to be blessed. Pray first to be in the place of blessing. Don't pray first to get something from God. Pray first, Lord, make me this person. And when you become this person, then you will know the blessing of the Lord. If you have been helped by today's Bible study, we would love to hear from you. You may connect with us or access the archive of all of the psalm studies online at scottpauley.org. It is our prayer that the Lord will continue to lead your life and that you will continue to follow. This is the only way to enjoy the journey. Thank you.